Hi, everyone. This is Bowen Yang. And I'm Matt Rogers. Co-host of the podcast, Lost Culturistas. And with a tough year coming to a close, we're inviting you to treat yourself with the gift of pleasure. Oh, yes. Trojan Ecstasy Ultra Ribbed has a unique design that actually lets you feel the pleasure not the condom. That's all I've ever wished for on my birthday. Scorpio queen, horned up king. And with ultra smooth premium lubricant and extra deep ribs to increase stimulation, oh, both partners are sure to experience ecstasy. So before the year ends, pick up some Trojan Ecstasy Ultra Ribbed Condoms, triple tested and trusted for over 100 years. Trojan, feel your best. Get yours on. Hello and welcome to another episode of Brendan's 90s show. It is good to have you with us for another journey into the 90s. Well, last episode we did 100 greatest songs of the 90s. I did 100 through 50. So in this episode, I'm going to do 49 through 1. So should there should be definitely some interesting songs on there. Uh, I took a look at the list earlier and there are some interesting songs on there. Um, Again, if I can't give my opinion on a song, I'll just say that, you know, um, if I haven't heard it, I will say that I haven't heard the song and I can't give an opinion on it. So buckle up, get ready because we're going to go through a journey through 49 through one of the greatest songs of the 90s. I wonder what song will make number one. Um, I glanced at the list. I didn't I didn't look at the whole list. I just like skimmed through it um, with my mouse. So yeah, should be a very interesting end to the list. Um, but before I do jump into the list, I hope everybody had a safe Christmas. And to let you know that this is the last episode of the year. Um, Yeah, the year 2021. Next episode will be in the year 2022. So I wish everybody a happy new year and a happy and safe new year. Because Omnicrom and, you know, drinking, all that good shit. Uh, Omnicrom's not good. That was sarcasm. Um, (laughs) um, All that shit you know, just be safe and have a happy new year. Well, with that out of the way, let's get into the list of 49 through one of the greatest songs of the nineties coming in at number 49 is jewel who will save your soul. 1996, number 11 on the U S charts. And if anybody doesn't remember it, went some, it went a little something like this, who will save your souls kind of sounded like Kermit the Frog there when she did that. A lot of people said, and she does. She does sound like Kermit the Frog when she sings that song. So number 49 is Kermit, I mean Jewel, Who Will Save Your Soul. 1996, number 11 on the U.S. charts. Coming in at number 48 is Matchbox 20, 3 a.m. from 1997. Didn't even make the charts. Which is a real shocker because that is a good song. That is like one of the, like, that is one of only, if any, Matchbox 20 songs I like. I like a few songs by Match. <clears throat> I like a few songs by Matchbox 20, but I wouldn't go out and buy a Matchbox 20 album. 
you know, I would just download the, yeah, the songs that I like. Well, you couldn't do that back then. You actually had to go back, go out to a record store. Yes, a record store or a CD store and fucking buy the album. Yeah, didn't have downloading back then. Um, but I'm just surprised that th- this has no number on the chart because it didn't make the chart, I guess. That's what I'm guessing. And that's kind of a surprise because it's, it's a good song. Um, so anywho, moving on. Um, number 47 on our list is Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, Good Vibrations, 1991. And it made number one on the U.S. charts. <laughs> If anyone doesn't know who Marky Mark is, it's Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg was part of the Funky Bunch, and he wrote a song called Good Vibrations, and it was a pretty fucking good song. Um, so, I didn't know it made number one on the charts, though. I'm not surprised. It was a great song, but um, I didn't know it made number one. That's pretty cool. So, moving on. Number 46 on our list is Shania Twain, You're Still the One. 1998, number two on the U.S. charts. That song sucks. Shania Twain sucks. Uh, I'm not a huge Shania Twain fan. I'm not into country or Birkenstock music. So, yeah, I'm just going to, that's my opinion on Shania Twain, Birkenstock music. <clears throat> Birkenstock music. That's 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 the new fucking that's a new fucking term I'm gonna use on the podcast from now on. Um number forty five, uh you would probably call Birkenstock music as well. Hootie and the Blowfish only wanna be with you. Number nine from nineteen ninety five made number six on the US list on the US charts. Um, you know, the dolphins made him cry. Uh, yeah, I didn't write the lyrics, but you know, and a lot of use of the vowels in that song. Oh, I want to be with you. Ooh. Like um, yeah. So, good song. Definitely a Birkenstock song. Um, Moving on. Number 44 on our list is the Fugees, Killing Me Softly with His Song, 1996. Yeah, if you want to fucking drink a whole bottle of cyanide and slit your wrists in the bathtub, this is definitely a good song to do that to. Moving on. Number 43 on our list is In Vogue, My Lovin'. You're never gonna get it. 1992, number two on the U.S. charts. I have never heard this song, so I cannot give an opinion on it. Like I said in the last episode of the podcast, I should have downloaded these songs and listened to them before I did this list, but I didn't. So some of these songs are not gonna get an opinion. They're just gonna get a, I don't know this song, and moving on. So, 
the case with number 43 here in vogue, my loving, you're never going to get it. Oh, wait, hold on. Wait. No, you're never going to get... Okay. Okay, I know that song. It's it's catchy. It's catchy. It popped into my head. And it, it took a little... It took a few minutes to pop into my head, but now I'm thinking about it and like, like going over the lyrics, like you know, like the parentheses of you're never going to get it. It's, it popped into my head and I'm like, okay, I have heard this song. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's catchy, but it's not something I would just up it upright and download. Um, it's catchy. That's why it made number two on the U S charts. <clears throat> number 42 on our list is collective soul shine 1994 number 11 on the u.s charts um collective soul is hit or miss with me you know i like some of their songs but i'm not really a collective soul fan i'll listen to them if there's nothing else to listen to on the radio but i would not just upright and download collective soul uh for listening purposes in my leisure time. So that's how I feel about Collective Soul moving on. <laughs> Number 41 on this on this list is Spin Doctors Two Princes 1993 number 7 on the US charts. This song was annoying cuz I didn't understand a goddamn word he fucking said and it was just annoying and it was overplayed. It was way overplayed back in the 90s. So that is definitely where I'm standing on, where I'm standing with Spin Doctors, Two Princes. Definitely overplayed and could not understand a goddamn word he said. Number 40, Color Me Bad, I Want to Sex You Up, 1991, number two on the U.S. charts. Great song. Great fucking song. Just like, I want to sex you up. Just like the rhythm and like the melody, it's great, great song. Very popular song in the '90s. Loved it. Didn't understand it, but I, because I was a kid, but still loved the fucking melody and shit. <clears throat> Number thirty-nine on our list is Goo Goo Dolls Iris from nineteen ninety-eight. Fucking Goo Goo Dolls. They only had those two hit songs or three hit songs and uh, just kind of faded out. But like, yeah, I I don't know. Like, I wouldn't, I would definitely put the Goo Goo Dolls as Birkenstock music, <laughs> especially with Iris. That, that, would def, that song was definitely fucking Birkenstock music. So... I want to put on a pair of Birkenstocks and just hug the world when I hear that song. But again, he didn't want the world to see him. I don't fucking know. Anyway, moving on. Number 38 on the list is Christina Aguilera, Genie in a Bottle, 1999, number one on the U.S. charts. Not a fan. Not a fucking fan. I... I, I, I'm just not a fan of pop. So, Genie in a Bottle, great job. Great. 
I don't know why it's on. Uh, I wouldn't say it's one of the greatest songs from the 90s, but it's on the list. There's nothing I can do. I didn't make the list. So moving on. Do, 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 do. Number 37 on the list is <clears throat> is Green Day, Good Riddance, Time of Your Life, 1998. Uh, great song, but again, overplayed. Overplayed at weddings, overplayed at graduations, overplayed when your best friend left. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, you know, just one of those songs that it's a great song. But in the end, it, it was just too overplayed in the 90s, and that's where I stand with it. <clears throat> Number 36, CC is uh, C, C plus C Music Factory, going to make you sweat. Everybody dance now. Everybody dance now. Yeah. Yeah, nostalgia right there. That shit made number one on the U.S. charts from 1991. Um, great, great song. Just, just the beat. Dun, 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 and then like the harmony and the melody and the the lyrics, like awesome. Just, just one of those songs that like you just fucking. You just want to dance to it, you know? Um, hence the title, Everybody Dance Now. Makes you want to fucking dance. Number 35 on the list is Oasis Wonderwall, 1995, number 8 on the U.S. charts. Another overplayed song. Uh, way overplayed. Uh, got killed on got killed in, in U.S. radio by getting overplayed. So yeah, that's where I stand with Wonderwall and oh, with uh, Oasis's Wonderwall. Just overplayed and like you know when a song's overplayed, it gets annoying. And that song was annoying when it was overplayed. So yeah, that's my opinion on Oasis Wonderwall. Number 34 on the list is Third Eye Blind, Semi-Charmed Life, 1997, number four on U.S. charts. Another great song, but still don't understand the lyrics, what he's fucking saying. So, um, again, it's a great song. Do, 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 do. But, uh, like I said, it's just another, it's just another, uh, song that I don't like I I know the like I I've heard it obviously but like it's hard to sing along to because you don't know the lyrics cuz you don't understand what the fuck he's saying so yeah <laughs> number 33 on the list is Spice Girls Wanna Be 1997 number 1 on the US charts it's the fucking Spice Girls like, obviously, I've heard it. It was in the 90s. It was popular. But it's still the fucking Spice Girls. Like, uh, big deal. Great. One is a judge in fucking, was it America's Got Talent or something? And 
another one's married to David Beckham. So it's like, uh, what are the other three doing? You know, who gives a shit? Um, number 32 on the list is Black Street, No Diggity, 1996, number one on the U.S. charts. Um, great song, No Diggity. Great song. Um, just like, what are those beats that you, like, when you hear it, you're just like, yeah, yeah, I can vibe with this, you know, um, just, uh, just one of those, just one of those fucking songs, like, catchy, that's what it was, it was catchy, Number 31 on the list is Radiohead Creep from 1993. Uh, good song. Definitely a good song. Um, Radiohead's a great band. Um, had a lot of good songs. And I'm surprised that this didn't go higher on the list. Because um, it's fucking Radiohead. How can you not put Radiohead on a top tier list of greatest songs in the 90s and top spot I should say 31 that's <clears throat> that's low that's not a top spot like your 31st that's great not really like the top 10 that's that's where I think is where you should be um if you want to be a top song on the list, the top 10. So it, it made the list, but it's just at 31. It, it should be at like 20. <laughs> That's how I feel. It's a good song. <clears throat> I had to grab a Mountain Dew and, and take a sip of it because my fucking throat was parched. Number 30, sync Tearing Up My Heart, 1998. Fucking sync. <laughs> like, they're a boy band. I'm I really not a fan of boy bands. So, I heard the song. Catchy. Great. Woohoo. Definitely not my jam. Um, yeah. Goodbye. Oh, come on, really? Number 29, Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby, 1990, number one on the U.S. charts. Um, fucking Vanilla Ice, horrible rapper. And he stole the beat from Under Pressure from Queen, so it's like, um, you can't even write your own shit, dude. Like, go away. I don't even understand why that song was, is even, why this song is even on the list. It wasn't even a good song. It was just annoying. Up. Number 28 on the list is Ricky Martin, Livin', Livin' La Vida Loca. Number, uh, number one on the U.S. charts from 1999 great a great song to some 
to me, it's just a song that I did not understand what the fuck he was saying, and it was annoying. Uh, that's how I feel about Ricky Martin. Um, moving on. Number 27 on our list is Counting Crows, Mr. Jones. Again, another good song, but don't understand the lyrics. And, uh, yeah, if I can't understand the lyrics to a song, I'm not going to be able to listen to it. And it's just, it's just as simple as that, you know? It's just one of those things, like, I, I like to enjoy a song and know what the fuck they're saying. It's just... <laughs> It's just nature, I guess. I, 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 I don't think anyone would disagree with me on that. I really don't. Number 26, the song that started it all for him, Eminem, My Name Is, 1999. Number 26 on the U.S. charts. Good song. Um, just a little annoying when it was played over and over again on radio and shit, but it, it's still a good song. Made Eminem's career, and uh, the rest is history. Okay. Coming in at number 25, Soundgarden, Black Hole Sun from 1994. Damn, that song is fucking killer. I'm surprised it's not higher on the list. It should be. Chris Cornell, dude, like, come on. Whoever made this made this list, I think it was VH1. Yeah, VH1 made this fucking list, and they got, they got Soundgarden at 25. At 20 fucking five. Chris Cornell up, should be at least 11 or 10. 10, at least. But he is, uh, Soundgarden is where it is on the list. Number 25, Black Hole Sun, great song. Music video scared the fuck out of me as a kid. It probably scared a lot of people when they were, when they watched it. Basically the end of the world. But seeing that as a kid, you're like, what the fuck? <clears throat> Number 24 is House of Pain, Jump Around. 1992, number three on the U.S. charts. Uh, good song. You know, uh, overplayed, but still a good song. Annoying, but still a good song. Uh, it, it was just annoying because it was just overplayed a lot. That's why it's annoying. <clears throat> All right. Number 23 on the list is Salt and Peppa with In Vogue, What a Man. 1993, number three on the U.S. charts. Eh, I'm indifferent. <laughs> it's a good song, but I'm not a Salt and Peppa fan. So I'm just like, eh, see ya. Number 22 on the list is Beck, Loser, 1994, number 10 on the U.S. charts. <laughs> fucking Beck. Like, that's all I can fucking say. Is there anything that he hasn't done that, like, Beck is just a man. Beck is just a creative genius. And that that's my, that, yeah, 
moving on. <clears throat> number 21 on the list is Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On, 1997, number one on the U.S. charts. Birkenstock music. Celine Dion is definitely Birkenstock music, first of all. Second of all, My Heart Will Go On was way fucking played out after the Titanic movie came out. Um, so yeah, this song was definitely a good song. Like, I, you know, I give Celine Dion credit where credit is due. It's a good song, but it's just not my cup of tea. So therefore, I'm out. little shark tank reference there um but yeah i yeah anyway moving on number 20 on the list is hansen moonbop 1997 number one on the u.s charts when i honestly when i first when hansen first came out i thought they were chicks when I, i my mind was blown when when someone told me they were dudes i was like what Dudes with long hair that look like women? Whoa. Anyway, um, annoying. Very, very annoying. Um, just one of those, it's just a stupid song. Like, it's a stupid song. All they did was like, that's all they fucking did. And people were just like, ooh, boom, bop. Like, what the fuck? Moving on. Number 19 is Beastie Boys, Sabotage, 1994. Beastie Boys should be up here, like the top 10. They're the fucking Beastie Boys. Come on. Sabotage is a great song. One of their best. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I got to say about that. Number 18 is Metallica, Enter Sandman, 1991, number 16 on the U.S. charts. Uh, another band that should be up in the top 10 is fucking Metallica. They've done it, you know, um, Enter Sandman's a great fucking song. Just that. Just that fucking riff and the, oh my god, like, those instruments, dude, they just, like, fucking hit you and you're like, whoa. Um, I'm surprised that Metallica isn't higher on the list. Um, It is what it is, though. Moving on. Number 17 on the list is Destiny's Child, Say My Name. 1999, number one on the U.S. charts. Uh, well, Destiny's Child, you know, Beyonce, uh, yeah, she's, she went solo anyway, but, uh, Say My Name was a good song, you know, just overplayed, just way overplayed. Uh, A lot of these songs were overplayed. You're going to hear me say that they were overplayed a lot because they were. And, uh, yeah, I just don't want y'all to think that that's the only opinion I have on some of these songs is overplayed. Like, I I don't want you to just think I'm throwing that word around, but it's true. Half of these songs were overplayed on the radio and they got annoying. 
and uh, Say My Name by Destiny's Child is definitely one of those songs. <laughs> Number seven. Oh my god. <laughs> uh... Number 16 on the list is MC Hammer, You Can't Touch This. 1990, number eight on the US, li- on the US charts. Um, fucking Hammer, dude, with his parachute pants and, you know, just dancing around. Like, so many people fucking bought parachute pants just because MC Hammer had them. And he started a trend. I heard that he blew all his money on the parachute pants, though. And you, you you just don't you you just don't do that. Number fifteen is Red Hot Chili Peppers under the bridge, nineteen ninety one, number two on the U.S. charts. Um, good song. I'm not really a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. They're they're like Birkenstock music to me. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can't get into the red hot chili peppers. Like it's cool that they're on this list. They're, they're cool, but I I just can't get into them. Number 14, when she's not doing Christmas songs, Mariah Carey, Vision of Love, 1990, number one on the U.S. charts. Um, I don't know this song. I just... Um, I just know Mariah Carey's, like, some of Mariah Carey's songs, like, Mariah Carey to me is just, like, she pops on the radio, I'm like, oh, that's Mariah Carey, you know, like, I don't know all her songs, you know, I just know the ones that they play on the radio, and of course, when she fucking does the Christmas songs, you know, I know that, but that's, uh, I have no opinion on this song, because I never fucking heard it. Number 13 is Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Doggy Dog, Nothing But a G Thing, 1992, number two on the U.S. charts. Great song. Anything that Snoop and Dre do together is great. It's just fucking fire. And this song is fire. It should be higher on the list, like at least a top 10. I'm surprised it's at number 13. But it is, and we're going to move on. Number 12 on the list is Alanis Morissette, You Oughta Know, from 1995. That album, Jagged Little Pill, was a great album. I'm not going to lie. Um, Alanis Morissette is is a great singer. I, I have a thing for female singers. Like, I, if they're good, I give them credit, you know. Um, I Yeah, and Alanis Morissette kills it. She's definitely Birkenstock, Birkenstock music, don't get me wrong, but um, it's definitely, like, uh, the type of Birkenstock music that, like, when you hear it, you can't, you, you can't help but listen to it, because it's fucking Alanis Morissette. Number 11 on the list is Pearl Jam, Jeremy, 1991, number 79 on the U.S. charts. Good song. Um, definitely Pearl Jam's a great band. 
Uh, they have a, a lot of good bangers. Jeremy was one of them. That album, 10, though, that fucking album was great. That is Pearl Jam's best album, 10. Like, that's the only Pearl Jam album I like. <laughs> to be honest, and, and that's where Jared, what Jeremy is off of. It's off of, uh, off of 10. And also Black is on there. Uh, release. Great. Oh, man. Fucking great album. <clears throat> Number 10. Oh, we are in the top 10. Here we go. Um, yeah, definitely has been a list. It's been an interesting list, like I said. Um, but we're in the top 10 now. Let's let's roll. Let's roll with the top 10. Number 10. Here we go. Sinead O'Connor, Nothing Compares to You, 1990, number one on the U.S. charts. Beautiful song. Uh, definitely a, a ballad. Um, you know, but still, Sinead O'Connor is a great singer. You know, um, yeah, and this is a great song. So, yeah, moving on. Number nine, R.E.M., Losing My Religion, 1991, number four on the U.S. charts. Great song. Uh, R.E.M. is a great song. Uh, it's a great band. Um, you know, uh, this, was a, this was a catchy tune, too. That's me in the corner. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was a really good song. Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Definitely one of my favorites from the 90s. Number eight is TLC Waterfalls from 1994, and it was number one on the U.S. charts. Uh, another another song, you know, I, I wouldn't get into TLC because they're um, poppy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not a fan of TLC, but Waterfalls was a good song, so I'll give them that. Number seven on the list is Britney Spears, Baby One More Time, 1999, number one on the U.S. charts. Uh, Britney Spears is up there with all the other pop bitches, just not a fan. Baby One More Time, annoying, overplayed. Um, and yeah, that's how I feel about that one. Number six on the list, Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back, 1992, number one on the U.S. charts. Um, great fucking song. <laughs> you know, just the fucking beat and like the, the opening. Becky, would you look at her butt? It is so big. Like, oh my God, dude. You, like when you hear that, you're just like, Oh, here we go. It's Baby Got Back. <laughs> oh, man. Number five on the list is Madonna Vogue, 1990, number one on the U.S. charts. Uh, this is another one that I've never heard, so I can't give my honest opinion on it. 
so yeah, Madonna's, you know, Madonna. She does her thing. She comes out with songs. Some make a top 90s list, you know. <clears throat> Number four, Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, 1992. Nine, nine, num- the, the, 1992, number one on the U.S. charts. And I... From the Bodyguard, great song. Um, Whitney Houston, we lost her too early, but still a great song by her. And uh, yeah, definitely a powerful ballad would definitely like you know just like it's a powerful ballad and like it will it it will always resonate in the minds of 90s children and always resonate in the 90s it'll just be one of those songs that you will always remember her by is i will always love you so whitney houston number four Number three on the list is the Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. 1999, number six on the U.S. charts. It was catchy, um, you know, but I put Backstreet Boys up there with NSYNC, not a fan. But I want it that way was definitely a catchy song and definitely a ballad, you know, Birkenstock music. Um, yeah, but, uh, Backstreet Boys are a boy band, not a fan. So moving on. Number two on the list is U2-1 from 1991 and number 10 on the U.S. list, uh, on the U.S. charts. Uh, never heard it. Can't. Oh, wait, yes, I have. Great song. Great song. Um, Definitely about peace and unity, you know, and uh, that's what we need. Peace, unity, and uh, just everybody support each other, you know, love each other. And now the moment that we've all been waiting for, for this episode of the podcast, the last podcast episode of 2021 and the number one top song of the 90s is Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit, 1991, number six on the U.S. charts. Congratulations to Nirvana taking number one spot. That's awesome. Um, what can I say about this song? Like, such a great fucking song. Uh, like... Just that opening riff, that dun 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 like man, and then the like, and then just like the music video was fucking killer too, you know. Back then, like in the nineties, like you had to have. Like, if you had a hit song, you had to have a killer music video. And Nirvana killed it with, with uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. So, that is it. That is the 100 greatest songs of the 90s. The, the list is over. 
our first two-part episode of uh, the podcast is done. We we got through all 100. Um, a lot of the songs I didn't know. That's fine. Um, but still, all in all, a good list. I enjoyed doing it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So next week is the Monday Night Wars episode. If you don't know what the Monday Night Wars is, it was the greatest time in the 90s for professional wrestling fans, uh, which I am myself, and it is one of my greatest memories of professional wrestling is the Monday Night Wars. We will get into that next week, though. Um, But until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and again, have a happy new year. When I do my next episode, it will be 2022. We are ending. We just got through all 100 top songs of the 90s um, for to end 2021. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, I will catch you guys for the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. And yeah, everybody be safe and goodbye.